Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Fired Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio. The show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are college sports conferences continue to shuffle. The Brow gets a new deal in L.A. Jonathan Taylor wants out of Indy. Where is the star running back headed? The NFL season is just around the corner, previewing the NFC North division. And with that, I give you our chief our fire brigade, Rob Cal. Thanks, Colton. Good to be here on a Thursday night live in Matt's basement uh, in the studio. We got a preseason football game on that we're watching, so, you know. It's... We got to catch some preseason action last week. Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, we had the pleasure of being able to go up to Canton and watch not only the Hall of Fame game on Thursday night, but also we stayed and uh, watched the induction ceremony then on Saturday. It was Got to go to the Hall of Fame, which none of the three of us had ever been to before. It, it was a great weekend. Just, yeah, just, uh, and that, that that stadium up there is just gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, it's just, just beautiful. I mm-hmm. mean, the NFL has just sunk a ton of money in that. I think since they, you know, started having those Hall of Fame games up there. But it looked, it was nice. Uh, great, a lot, lot great of town. A lot of football fans. Yeah. yeah, a lot of football fans. Great town. A lot, you know, and that Joe Thomas, of course, from. Uh, Cleveland got in, so there was a lot of fans, you know, they're rooting him on. It was just just a great weekend of, of weather. Weather was perfect. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was nice. But yeah. uh, it was a great time, and I, I would recommend it to anybody that, right. um, you know, it was it was good for Colton. His Jets got to play the Brown. Got to play the Browns while we were up there, so uh, Unfortun- a lot of a lot of green and a lot of brown up there. So unfortunately, took a took an L, but you know it's preseason, so yeah. that doesn't matter too right. much. But yeah, my uh, second team is better than your second team, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Or third team, yeah, right? Right. right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a little, uh, it was a little rusty. There was, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, some definitely some mistakes made. But again, you know, it was just a great time, and I would recommend it to anybody. And they're really kind of making it more of a destination now just going to the hall of fame they're putting in an indoor water park up there they're adding hotels yep. right there close to the hall of fame the, the what they call the hall of fame hall of fame village mm-hmm. there's you know lots of good restaurants to eat right here don shula has a restaurant there and right and uh just just a really neat layout right. so right. uh and in and a beautiful town my hat's off to canton over the weekend so uh, yeah all right, let's get into some some college football news. Um, like Colton said, more more movement um, with Washington and Oregon coming to the Big Ten, uh, and then also Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah left the Pac-12, and they're going to the Big 12. So you're left with four teams left in the Pac Pac-12 out there: Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, and Washington State. So I guess uh, before we get into talking about the Big Ten alignment and the and the SEC and the and the Big 12 and all that. How does how does uh, the Pac-12 keep their fa- Power Five, you know, um, status? How's that going to work? You think, fellas? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously for this year, because you know all these changes, you know, year. all these yeah, changes right, right, aren't right, taking place right. until you know next season just, or whatever. Just going forward, how, right. what's that look like? I mean, I I think the Pac-12 is dead at this right. point. Yeah. I mean, it because it, I saw something today where the Cal ACC, Stanford, yeah, yeah, Cal and Stanford, Louisville, yeah. yeah, trying to wow, absorb. look at the travel expenses. Though. Right. I mean, and then that, they're also looking to possibly add SMU into the mix too, um, on top of, you know, Cal and Stanford. Into the ACC. Into the ACC I hadn't heard as well. Cause oh, I think, okay. I think, you know, with all this conference realignment, you know, the ACC has to be looking there and, and thinking, man, we might be, we might be the next right. conference that gets, you got to have know, the bodies. Right. Yeah. yeah. If you don't, you know, start, you know, picking up some teams and picking up, you know, whatever, you're going to be the next one on the outside looking in. And, yeah. and you yeah. know, so I think, yeah, they, they, yeah. you know, saw the handwriting on the wall and they're like, 
I mean, at the same time, you know, does, does Cal and Stanford really move the needle right. for, for the ACC as far as, you know, competition mm-hmm. goes? Right. I mean, I, I don't I don't think so. I don't I don't think the money, you know, from a competition standpoint mm-hmm. and from a money draw standpoint, right. I don't think that, yeah, the ACC is just getting what's what's left right. over at this point, you know, and just trying to do what they can to to to, to stay afloat. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I think they had to make a move. But, yeah, at this point. With all of the major players in the Pac-12 all moving on, there there's no way this place can can stay. I mean, they can't. I don't think they keep no. their their uh, you know their power they, five. I think status. they they. I, but just, I guess really after this year, power five doesn't really matter with right. the expansion of the playoffs. It, it's, right. it's not so much of a sure thing anyway. Sure. So mm-hmm. that's not going to be as big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Right. So I mean, they have also talked about the Pac-12 potentially aligning with the Mountain West and, right. and creating a new conference. Right. There, yeah. Now, so. uh, correct me. I, I mean, I guess I haven't seen. Maybe you guys did. Is once you know they they expand the the playoff system, is there going to be the automatic bids anymore? From no, I didn't I think, think there uh, was. No, yeah. no, I don't think. Uh, no. Still, the twelve what they deem the twelve, 12 best, best teams best or whatever. Teams. Um, you know, okay. regardless of conference or you know anything. I mean, at this point, you're going to have more than one team from a conference because right. there's only three conferences, <laughs> or you know, what could be three only four, three, four yeah. conferences. So right. you're more than likely going to have yeah more than more than one team from the same conference. I guess, or, I guess you know, like you said, there's a lot of these place these teams um, and conferences are seeing some of the handwriting on the wall. I kind of went through and like the Big Ten generates the biggest revenue right oh, now, yeah. eight hundred and forty-five million dollars last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. The SEC second with eight hundred and two million. Mm-hmm. The ACC is six seventeen. The Pac-12 was 581 mm-hmm. and the Big 12 is 481. But I think, you know, you're going to see that reduced because of those big, you know, like UCLA, oh, yeah. USC that had left, you know, announced that they were leaving coming to the Big 10 before. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, and now Washington and Oregon, obviously. So, um, you know, I think that's what that's what's coming, even though right. at this point. The Pac-12's revenue is a hundred million more than the Big Twelve. I think that's going to obviously swing, you know, swing the other way. Well, man, that, sure. that Big Ten revenue's got to get even higher now because with oh, Oregon, you get crazy. Nike. So I mean, crazy. right, right, Nike crazy, coming right. to town with all that extra money there. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think uh, you know, like we mentioned with the Pac-12, you know, trying to figure out what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, the Pac-12 has to move into the Mountain West. The Mountain, mm-hmm. They can't pull teams from the Mountain West because I was reading something. The Mountain West currently, you know, has their own, you know, TV deal and all that stuff. Uh-huh. For each Mountain West team to move to the Pac-12 before 2025, it would cost each team $32 million. Ooh. So, you know, even one team, that's a right. steep price. I mean, the Mountain West is a somewhat competitive group, but they ain't they ain't got that kind of cash. Right, you know, right, right. that's not not a big. Those aren't a ton of big schools and out I, there. I was a little surprised that the SEC their media deal is, um, I, I say only only three billion, mm-hmm. and that's that's for ten. That was a ten year deal, mm-hmm. twenty four through thirty four. Right. It's only three billion, where the Big Ten got seven billion for a seven year deal. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. I mean, I, I guess you know they. they they see where the where the money's at. These mm-hmm. schools, yeah, these to schools, you got to watch these big long term deals too, right. because it's just the money's going up and up and up. Right? Yeah, so you lock yourself in more too short much. Term. Yeah, lock yourself in too much. They're saying that's a lot of what the ACC's got a problem with right now. Florida State wants more money. Right. Clemson wants more money, and they're right. talking about leaving the ACC. Right. 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 They, they have considered uh, 
SEC and the Big mm-hmm. Ten. I heard yep. both of the schools were yeah looking at looking at that. So <clears throat> so what's the Big Ten look like? You know, you got the Big Ten plus eight. You know, we're at eighteen, 18 teams, teams now in the Big Ten. Might, like, might as well add two more, making it even twenty. Even twenty, right? Yeah, right, I, right? Yeah. I, but think, I mean, do you go do you go back to an East and a West? Yeah, I mean, um, I don't. This is going to be. You have to. Yeah, I think before you know. Before the Big Ten potentially adds two more schools or, you know, adds more, you know, potentially ACC schools at this point, I think this, you know, this upcoming year, you know, these next couple of years is, is you know, trial run to figure out how to make this work. Because, yeah, this is going to be a travel nightmare. It's going to be all over the oh. place. Um, and, and how do you set up team schedules so mm-hmm. that it seems like, you know, the teams that are at the top, they didn't play a, a cream puff schedule right. while there's teams that have, you know, four or five losses right. that played a gauntlet of a schedule or whatever that you have, you know, kind of that, you know, always that thing. Well, we played a tougher schedule right. or whatever, but these teams, you know, that are sitting at the top that made it into the playoff or make it into the Big Ten championship, they didn't play, you know. I mean, imagine being stuck playing Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, right. Oregon. I right, mean, exactly. Yeah, right. Um, you know, so it, it will be, you know, I think that they do have, you know, some time to kind of figure out those kinks or the bugs or, you know, whatever. Well, and it, you know, I think the thing maybe that I think I felt like I've forgotten since it's football season, this is all sports. Right. So, you know, you, you may, yeah, how's you it have, working basketball? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. now you got teams coming in, you know, if you potentially, you know, break up the ACC or you got teams living, leaving the ACC to come, yeah. you know, you might have some powerhouse basketball teams oh, too yeah. that bring, bring that revenue or the potential for revenue right to, to those media contracts as well right yeah and i think that's where you know maybe the uh the, when it comes to college football i think the you know the pat the big 10 got the better of the deal mm-hmm. by bringing in oregon and washington you know usc, UCLA, and USC, USC. Yeah. Uh-huh. um from a basketball perspective i think maybe the big 12 got, got the better, got the better yeah. of the of the i mean obviously ucla is a blue blood they've always been you know a great right. basketball school and whatnot but arizona but, arizona but arizona state. is there arizona yeah. state you know all those colorado, you know, colorado yeah. um, utah you know has been good as of as of late or whatever so i think you know from a basketball perspective obviously you're adding them into the big 12 where they already have you know kansas and oklahoma state and you know all those you know powerhouses already in the big 12 baylor uh, you know kansas state all those um, I think maybe from a college basketball standpoint, I think the Big 12 may have gotten a maybe a leg up on, mm-hmm. you know, on the competition there. But, uh, yeah, you start divvying up these ACC schools and, you know, Duke, North Carolina, you know, middle North of the road Carolina football, State. you know, football yeah. schools. But all of, obviously have really been historically basketball. men's mm-hmm. basketball have been, you know, dominant forces in the game. Right. When you throw Virginia in there, oh, yeah. it's been, yeah. a, you know. Uh, basketball powerhouse too right so right yeah it'll it'll definitely you know maybe swing the pendulum a oh little yeah, bit the yeah, other way right so. right absolutely and you know not to go back to the you know back to the pac 12 obviously this whole all this movement all this stuff or whatever hinged on you know the pac 12 not having a tv deal mm-hmm. um you know the obviously the at the only suitor that they even had that was even willing to potentially apple give them a you know a deal was apple and you know which seemed like, you know, last week when we talked, it seemed like, oh, you know, Apple, obviously they got stupid amount of money, mm-hmm. you know, they right. can get something done. But from what I was reading is that Apple's, you know, the contract with the Pac-12 hinged a lot on subscriptions. Like uh-huh. if the Pac-12 didn't hit so many subscribers for whatever network or whatever, right. they weren't going to get as much revenue uh-huh. because Apple, you know, they obviously want to protect themselves. They're getting into sure. the game for the first time and, you know, don't want to just throw money or, you know, lose money at it. 
So they're going to put, you know, kind of stipulations into the contract that, you know, the Pac-12 has to hit these metrics in order for us to, you know, really fork over the, you know, the big, the big cash or the big, big amount. And, you know, I, I don't know, you know, maybe those top schools that, you know, decided to leave just said, I, I don't know how, yeah, yeah. How, how do we, you know, I don't know that we can, Can't we can promise it. that or, right. you know, whatever. So not worth the gamble. I think that was, you know, a big, a big thing. Yeah. You had Apple that, you know, threw their name out there, but yeah, there were a lot of things that were written into the deal that, you know, was back on the pack 12 to try to hit in order mm. to, you know, really get, get a significant amount of money, you know, to, to, you know, keep, keep things going or whatever. But uh, yeah, no, it's going to be, going to be interesting. Uh, obviously yeah, big 10, now is now is the biggest conference in you know out of all the conferences, you know a two two ahead of everybody, um, and you know I, I kind of hinted at it last week. The Big Twelve, I think, somewhat overnight went from a conference that was looking like they were going to dissolve to a conference that now has the solid. same number yeah. of schools as the SEC does right. in their yeah. conference. So, and uh, you know we'll we'll see you know how. I mean, they may not be done adding schools themselves either, you know, to the mix as well, you know, with, you know, that they're going to try to keep it, keep it going and try to keep three conferences instead of, you know, the big 10 SEC going to try to keep the big 12, you know, in the mix or whatever, and possibly add, you know, some more, some more schools into the mix. So it, well, so should these uh, conferences all start changing their names too? Cause right, right. none of it seems to fit anymore. Right. You know, exactly. I, yeah. I don't know. Then, then it, I'll, I'd get confused then. Right? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, the big you know, head just goes to the big, you I, know? I, I feel like, the big um, conference. <laughs> you know, I, I can't help, but, you know, kind of have a touch of sadness and that, you know, the PAC 12 has been what, 108 years. Mm-hmm. They've been a conference, I think. And I look at it like, you know, obviously, I'm a Big Ten fan, but if that was the Big Twelve or the Big Ten that's been having our best schools pulled away from us, and we were down to four, four teams, I'd be, you know, that, that's that's pretty bad, I, right, I guess, right. for their fans and mm-hmm. and for their, you know, whole conference in general, the right. what's left of it, right? But, yeah, uh, yeah, the you history, can't help feel the history, a little there. sadness there. I right. think, uh, yeah, changing of the guard, maybe a little bit. Right, absolutely. All right, well, uh, let's talk a little bit of basketball real quick. Um, Anthony Davis got a, th- a three-year extension. Um, you know, he, he's, he's going to stay in L.A. for at least three more years. You know, when he came over that first year, he, he got it, uh, the Lakers their, uh, a championship in that bubble season. And, you know, he had a good season last year, twenty over 24.5 points a game, over 10 rebounds, three assists, two blocks, shot over 52% from the floor. Mm-hmm. Um my, my question is, obviously, the guy's worth it. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a star. He's There's no doubt. Yep. Um, does this keep LeBron in L.A.? And LeBron now retires as a Laker, you think, since obviously the, the sad news with, uh, you know, his, his and kid. scary news with his son, yep. um, you know, his, his basketball playing days might be over. Mm-hmm. Um, you mm-hmm. know, I know LeBron – Everybody hinted at was wanted to stay in the league long enough to, you know, play with his son, but now his son might not be coming. So, right, right. right. uh, Yeah. And, you know, you hate to see that for anybody. I'm sure that 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 kid's world has just, you know, come crashing down. And you hate to see that for a young athlete like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, obviously, Anthony Davis is, you know, signed with the Lakers through 2028 at this point. You know, LeBron is obviously entering his 21st season in the NBA. You know, I, I I don't see him playing much. Yeah, he won't more. see the end of it. Yeah, that's he, for sure. He, but. He, there definitely is a gap uh, because when Anthony Davis came over to the Lakers after they won that NBA title, you know, 
LeBron and Anthony Davis signed deals that kind of kept them mm-hmm. on the same, you know, playing right. field as far right. as years go and things like that. But now with this new extension, Davis will obviously be there in LA longer than LeBron, which right. you know makes sense because obviously Anthony Davis is much, you know, much younger compared to compared to LeBron. So, you know, after this season, LeBron has a player option that he can, you know, exercise to opt out, you know, if he wants to, or, you know, can choose to, you know, come back for another year with the Lakers or, mm-hmm. you know, negotiate a new deal or, you know, whatever he wants to do. Obviously he's got some flexibility and, you know, it'll, it'll, you know, be depending on what, what happens or what he wants to do there. But, uh, you know, I, I think obviously the Lakers have got to start transitioning to the future. Obviously right. LeBron can't, can't, Played well, forever. And, you know, and Anthony Davis is thirty years old. Right, right, yeah. Not he's not yeah old, but, and yeah, injury yeah. prone in the last couple of seasons. Well, he's been injury he prone ever since he came right. in the right. league, yeah. even when he's with the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, that that's that's my only question mark with this, you know, like Colton said, extending him out to twenty eight. Right. You know, he has been injury prone and right. that doesn't that doesn't get any easier as you get yeah. older, take mm-hmm. it from somebody that knows. But, <laughs> right. Um, but, I'd uh, say their biggest thing in, in making this move now is to ensure they have a star caliber player on their roster right. for years to, to attract, come to attract, to attract other guys talent. to come play with him. Yeah. Gotcha. So, I mean, I, I think knowing that LeBron's nearing the end, this could probably be it for him or, and if the team doesn't succeed this year, he probably takes the player option and, and go, goes to somewhere. play somewhere else. Yeah. He can, yeah. he can have that final championship, right, you know? Right. So, I mean, I, I think this could probably be the last year for LeBron, either retirement or, moving on somewhere else yeah. to win a championship mm-hmm. unless the Lakers, you know, make a heck of a run. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and yeah, I got to, you know, going back to the, to the injury, you know, stuff. Yeah. Anthony Davis, well-deserving of this contract, a guy that, you know, when he's on the floor, you know, four points a game, one of the, you know, one of the, assists, yeah. right. One right. of the best guys in the business, one of the best big man in the, in the business or mm-hmm. whatever, but that's the, that's the whole key is keeping him, you know, on the floor, keeping him healthy, you know, whatever, obviously, the season's long, you know, regular season's long, and, you know, the Lakers usually usually grind. make a long, deep run in the playoffs. So that's mm-hmm. another, you know, 20-ish games you add on to it. So it just, you know, it takes a toll. Right. Ask, you know, no better reflection than to ask your teammate, LeBron, who's, yeah. you know, played almost more seasons because of how many playoff minutes he's he's had, yeah. you know, right. making it to the final, you know, obviously doesn't have near the championships that Jordan does, but has made it to so many finals himself. Right. That's a lot more minutes that he's logged. Mm-hmm. You know, he's almost had a full career in the playoffs than you know some some guys do their whole you know their whole entire you know length years of in the league, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah. so he he's definitely you know earned his keep and you know whatnot. So yeah, definitely you know keeping Anthony Davis healthy is is the right. key to this one. Well, uh, I think that's kind of just something you're going to have to take with a grain of salt because it's every big man in the mm-hmm. NBA. Mm-hmm. This seems to be a just trend. Every big man gets banged up and right. they miss. A handful of games every mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the stars, Joel Embiid, Antetokounmpo, right? Uh, uh, the big guy for the Pelicans who just got drafted a couple. Oh, Zion. Zion. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, the the big guys, their bodies just can't handle the rigors mm-hmm. of a 82 game season, right? So you know, I I think you got to take that and just know that's what what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to build Those other guys, guys around them. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's why it's it's hard to build your franchise around the big because you you don't know that you're going to have them all year long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. At any at any one moment, it could right. be you know an injury. You know, ask yeah. Joel Embiid's a perfect example mm-hmm. of that. It you know seems like every playoffs, it's you know it plays up. plays great in the regular season, yeah. has a phenomenal right. year. Then and there's and there's freak. so few like quality in my opinion, like quality big men in the mm-hmm. league right. now. Mm-hmm. You know the ones you mentioned, Matt, and then you know really beyond that. 
Yeah, um, the, maybe, Joker. It, yeah. it, the Joker. The Joker. Really DeAndre kinda, Ayton. But, right. you know, what? where do you go? For, so, to, to lose that guy that you're, you built your whole offense around, mm-hmm. it's not like you can bring in your second. Your, right. The, the, the it decline, drops off. Yeah, the, the talent drops off, you know, in, in that respect. Yeah, so. absolutely. And, you know, I think at the same time, you know, Lakers, you know, Free agency wise, you know, this past off season they, you know, re-signed uh, Rui Hachimura. They mm-hmm. re-signed Austin Reeves. They brought in Gabe Vincent from the Miami Heat that are under contract through, you know, at least twenty twenty five with the Lakers. So, you know, some young pieces there to add to the mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to, to you know that helped them, you know, help propel them to a you know a Western Conference Finals. You know, last you know this past off season. When um, it was in question what they were going to make the playoffs. Right, yeah. Most, there was for yeah, most, most of the season. Yeah, most of the season it was like, man, yeah, these Lakers, man, they're looking like another year of not making the playoffs, looking like yeah. they're going to blow this whole thing up, you know, and, you know, restart and all that stuff. But, you know, right. they, they, they seem to figure it out. Right. They came towards together the, towards the end of the season, they got hot at the right time. And, you know, again, it, it, it doesn't matter what happens before that just make the playoffs right. and anything can happen from there. Yeah. And that, and that's, you know, that's the magic of, of playoffs. It's not always the best teams that always, you know, put their best foot forward. It's who's playing hot, it's, right you know, then. who's playing hot. And, you know, the Lakers were hot at the right time, right. you know, came yeah. in and, you know, played, played well and, you know, Stayed again, healthy and made it to the playoffs. And again, let fate, you know, take the rest yeah. of it from there. So I think that's, that's the goal or that's the key. And, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. What your record is just, get into the playoffs and right. let's see what we can, what we can do. Um, and I think the Lakers, you know, have a nice veteran core with some young guys to, to surround it. Um, and you know, to go, to go from there. So, all right, very good. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break break to keep the lights on. Stick with us. We'll be right back with some NFL stuff. This podcast is sponsored by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We use Podbean to host fired up. Download the free Podbean podcast app to start, record, and publish your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Head on over to Podbean at www.podbean.com and use the code PODCAST21 for your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Check it out. And we're back. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, real quick commercial break there. Uh, let's get into some NFL stuff the rest of the way, guys. First off, um, you know, the ex-Wisconsin Badger, Jonathan Taylor's asked for a trade out of Baltimore, which – Indianapolis. Or Indianapolis. Yep. Yeah, sorry. Showing my age there a little bit. Um, the Colts, how's that? Right, um, which, you know, obviously, Ursay right off the bat said it ain't going to happen. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, we know how that goes. You never say never. Right. Um, and then – he left training camp, was in training camp, wasn't practicing, but did, then left to rehab an off-season ankle surgery that he had um, off-site. And then, you know, but who knows what's going to – I think it's a big gamble on his part with some other quality running backs out there that are available. You know, you still got Dalvin Cook mm-hmm. out there. You got Zeke. You got Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, but since that time, the Colts, one of their running backs broke his arm <laughs> – and the other one is injured too. I'm not sure what his injury is, mm-hmm. but so you know, I think it's a big gamble on, on Jonathan Taylor's part and Ursay's part, for that matter. Mm-hmm. You know, it, do you risk losing a guy that already knows your offense um, to to sign somebody else for probably 
equal amount of money. Yeah. Um, why, why wouldn't you just, you know, sign the guy for what, you know, other top running backs in the league are getting and, and, you know, move on. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know, he, he, but he said he wants out. I right. don't know how bad is it just a money grab or does he really want out? I mm-hmm. guess uh, the problem here is I, I don't think Taylor really has much leverage to get out. I right. mean, other than sitting out and not playing, I believe he's under contract for two more seasons. Wow. So it, uh, is, he no, gonna, his, is his, it just one more? Yeah, just at the end of this year. His I thought he had a play or a team option. That's no, on his, the, his rookie, rookie deal, deal but, is done. Okay, so one more one more season. But if he sits out, then it, they still have him. Right. Because, and then they can still franchise him and all that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe one more year on his deal. But right, I think right. he can control him for a while. Mm-hmm. So what, what, I mean, what's he going to do? Sit out two, three years? I mean, it, he has very little leverage here other than, the Colts need them as far as a player goes, right. but you know, they weren't a very good team last year. There's odds are they're not looking to be a great team this year. They, and they and Kareem Hunt's already scheduled for a visit. Right. He said he was, he visited uh, the saints mm-hmm. and now I guess his next stop is, you know, is, is Indianapolis. Indianapolis. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that it's not like mm-hmm. they're going to just, you know, say, well, you know, if, if you're going to, if you are leaving, you right. are in fact serious about leaving. And, and the worst thing for Taylor is last year was statistically his worst season right. of his three. I mean, I, he had some injuries. He only played 11 games, but right. only had 802 yards rushing or uh, 806. 806 yards rushing. 161 so. yards rushing. So, so. yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't, wasn't his, you know, most banner season mm-hmm. and a lot can be contributed to new coach, new offense and, and all that, but. He's a quality back. You yeah. Know? Oh, he's, absolutely. He's yeah. A, but you know, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know how much this. You know, this demanding a trade <laughs> stuff. I don't. I don't know how that. It works know. a lot better in the NBA than it does in the NFL. Sure. Ha- you know, you see what happened to Le'Veon Bell when you know he yeah. went through that mess. He was never the never same, same player. Nope. You know, when he came back from that, um, and Zeke too. Mm-hmm. You know, he yeah. held out, got that big contract, and then you know, his production just went down. So, right. I mean, I think Zeke's still, you know, a good pickup for somebody if you're willing to pay the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it, it'll be interesting. You know, obviously the drama around this, you know, uh, obviously, you know, Jonathan Taylor wants a bigger deal or a longer-term deal. That's why, you know, we're, we're in this situation. I know they've been trying to work on a, a long-term deal, you know, since before, you know, training camp and, you know, pretty much, after the season, you know, ended, uh, you know, the Super Bowl ended, they've been trying to work on, you know, a longer term deal. You know, obviously there's a there's a standoff between, you know, the Colts and, you know, Jonathan Taylor's camp and, you know, whatnot, um, you know, and, and yeah, obviously, yeah, he's still rehabbing that that ankle, you know, injury. But, you know, there is also, you know, speculation and it, it, it could get very interesting here very, very soon. It could be somewhat of like a Kawhi Leonard situation because, Somebody is claiming that that Jonathan Taylor has a back injury that he may have injured away from football. Mm. And if that is the case, the Colts can technically put him on like the physically unable to perform list and they don't have to pay him a single dime. Wow. Um, But of course, you know, Jonathan Taylor is saying, who are these sources that you found this information about? I'm perfectly okay. (laughs) You know, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be one of those situations, much like the Kawhi Leonard situation where Jonathan Taylor's doctors are saying he's good. good. Colts doctors are saying, saying, you know, I don't know. I think he, you know, and who gets to make that decision? Who who decides at the end of the day, you know, and we all know how that played out, you know, for Kawhi in San Antonio, he Mm. ultimately, you know, 
left the organization, you know, went, went and won an NBA championship with the Raptors. You know, obviously it's a little bit different situation in the NFL, but, right. um, you know, it could be, yeah, I think this thing could get pretty, pretty hairy, pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, um, it, it sounds like he has no intention of doing what say Colin Barkley did. Mm-hmm. You know, he was tired of negotiating, just wanted to get on with right, the season right, and just right. signed a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. I, it doesn't sound like Jonathan Taylor. He wants a long-term deal, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and, and and according to you know the Colts, they before they wanted to get a longer term deal done, they wanted to see how Jonathan Taylor came back after that ankle injury, see you know what he could do. Excuse me, a healthy Jonathan Taylor in the new offense because they do have a new offensive coordinator this mm-hmm. year. They wanted to see how he fit into that you right. know into the system. If he comes out and you know sets the world on fire, then yeah, I, give they, him get, all he wants. they get they get it done or whatever. I think that was at least the comments that the, the GM for the Colts had made is that they were waiting to see, of course, you know, you're not going to somewhat make a big investment in a guy that, you know, you don't know if he's healthy, you know, right away. Um, I think obviously when, when John the Taylor is healthy, he's the Colts offense at this point, they, you know, don't have much else to, to really rely on. Rookie um, yeah. Rookie QB, you know, a, a couple of decent receivers, but you know, this is the guy that, you know, keeps the motor going for, for that Colts offense. Um, you know, he, you know, 2021, he led the league in rushing, you right. know, rushed for over 2000 yards in that, in that season. And, you know, a guy that ran for over 2000 yards twice in his college career mm-hmm. at Wisconsin. Right. I mean, this guy is, a, is a, is a workhorse. Uh, there's a no, real deal. there's no doubt about that. Um, I think, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it, how it plays out. You know, I, they, you know, was looking in the, the only problem I see is that, you know, what I was reading there aren't a ton of teams that are interested in right. making the trade for him. For yeah, what I know, nobody help. wants to pay a running back. Right, That's right. the you problem. Look at these yeah. other guys that have had great seasons that are still hanging out right. here too. Mm-hmm. Like we, you know, we talked about earlier. Yeah. So I think I think that has a lot to do with it. Right. Some yeah. some possible suitors that I did see, you know, that were out there. I saw the New England Patriots floated around, but obviously they have, uh, you know, a solid running back in Ramondre Stevens. So you know, would Jonathan Taylor really want to go to a situation where he's Playing Platoon. one and one yeah. and two, um, the Baltimore Ravens. Obviously, they have J.K. Dobbins, but you know he's obviously had some, some injuries, and you know we don't know what he's going to do or he's going to be able to get back to his former self. I think the one that probably stands out to me, or you know, probably the most intriguing and maybe the best somewhat situation for for Jonathan Taylor is is the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have you know a handful of running backs in the room, but not your solid kind of running number back one number star. one, if you will. Um, you know, pairing up with with Justin Fields, and obviously the Bears have made some great offseason moves, and we'll talk about them here shortly. But uh, mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting, you know, interesting, you know, move for him if you know it comes to fruition. Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't sound like there are a ton of teams that are knocking at the Colts' door saying, "Yeah, what's it going to take to get this guy?" Or you right. know, is this really legit? Can we make a trade for him? It, it, it sounds like, yeah, this thing could could bleed into the regular season, and. Uh, you know, it, it, yeah, we got we got a real real standoff here between you know Jonathan Taylor's camp and and, and the Colts. So so you know we're, we're both fantasy guys. Where does this put him in the in the fantasy pecking order? Do drafting. you stay away from him? I'm not drafting. Yeah, got Some, to, somebody right. else can have him. I'm not taking him. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, at this point, yeah, it, it coming off of an injury and you know having this situation, right. it just doesn't spell you know at least in my opinion doesn't spell spell good <laughs> things. So, somebody else will take a risk or take a chance because you can just you know yeah. put them on your bench or you know whatever. Boom but, or bust, I guess. But but for me, I'm not you know not wasting a wasting a pick on him at this point. Yeah. So 
All right, very good. Well, like Colton said, we're going to live preview the uh, NFC North division. Um, you got the, the Lions, the Bears, the Packers, and the Vikings, oh my, in that division. Um, Colton, we'll let you get started with, uh, I think you had the Packers. Yep. Or do you want to start with the start with the Vikings? Yeah, I'll start, I'll start with the Green Bay Packers, probably a team that, you know, offseason was, out of all those teams, probably the worst for, for this team, um, you know, in this sense. Uh, obviously, you know, we talked about it with the New York Jets, you know, acquiring Aaron Rodgers in a trade. Well, you know, he has to move from one team to the next. So, you know, unfortunately, the, the Packers lost their, you know, future Hall of Fame quarterback uh, to put a guy in there that, you know, much like Rodgers, when Brett Favre left, a guy that nobody really knew what, what they were getting, hadn't right. played much, didn't really know how he was going to turn out. And, you know, look, we're, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, has yeah, does since, lightning strike twice, right? Yeah. yeah. Aaron Rodgers has since, you know, obviously won a Super Bowl with the Packers and, you know, set all kinds of records and stats and, you know, obviously first ballot hall of famer, all of that. Um, but you know, yeah, they, they come into the off season with a, a, a major question mark at, you know, in today's NFL, one of the most important positions, mm -hmm. you know, at, at quarterback with, you know, Jordan love, um, you know, but, as a result of, you know, making the trade or, you know, sending Rodgers away, they were able to acquire, you know, some draft capital, you know, bring in, you know, have the ability to, you know, have some cap space to go out there and try to, you know, kind of rebuild this team or, you know, start the process of rebuilding this team. You know, obviously it all hinges on, you know, Jordan Love, again, has not had much, you know, regular season experience, has not gotten a ton of playing time, a ton of first team snaps and, you know, whatnot. Uh, so this is, you know, a, a guy that now they signed him to a short extension because he pretty much played out his rookie deal as a backup and never, you know, never really got the chance to play. So they, you know, decided to, to, to you know, sign him to a short, you know, short deal, obviously not worth a ton of a ton of money if, you know, things go go south. But, uh, you know, it, it all hinges on, you know, is he the real deal? Can the Packers, you know, have the Packers developed him Has Rodgers, you know, really helped him out to, you know, be the next great, you know, Green Bay quarterback, you know, to me, I don't know. I, this team does not look good on paper. Uh, there, there's not a ton of guys that just stick out to you right. that, Hey, this is a playmaker for this Packers team. Uh, you know, they, they, they finished 14th in offensive points last year and a defense that gave up about 17 points per game. Mm -hmm. So the record last year was eight and nine. So middle of the road and, you know, pretty much every, statistical category they were kind of middle of the road so their record definitely reflects their performance mm -hmm. i don't see how you lose a hall of fame quarterback and you get better, better. Right. um you know especially when they didn't go out and get top you know top free agents mm -hmm. they didn't get the big names to come into green bay and, and, and things like that you know, unfortunately for this team, looking at their at their schedule, I think it's a team that only wins about maybe four or five games next year and, and, and is fighting for, you know, a top five pick. And depending on how Jordan loves performance, they could be, you know, drafting a new, a, a new QB. So it just, you know, regardless, this division to me is wide open. Oh, I, yeah. I think, and not from like a competitive standpoint, I just don't truly know who the top team is Who's in this division. Rise. Like yeah. I, I could see a team winning this division, having somewhat of a losing record. Like mm -hmm. if somebody, if they had a losing record and eight and nine had or... won, won this division, I would not be surprised just because there are so many question marks in this, in this division 
that you know i i, I yeah it, it it baffles me mm -hmm. and I, I i can see a team going from worst to first in this division yeah, too absolutely I mean, yeah yeah Matt, you want to you want to take next slot i know you got the chicago bears you're gonna freshen us up on some news with the bears yeah but... so uh last year the bears were the worst team in the, in, in the division there mm -hmm. the three and 14 a year ago they right. had the number one overall draft pick but they made made the trade to trade out of that spot and came home with wide receiver dj moore that was their kind of biggest biggest addition in the offseason but they've also made a, a nice handful of other other uh, decisions there linebacker dylan cole tight end mercedes lewis mm -hmm. linebacker tremaine edmonds yeah. linebacker tj edwards yeah. uh let's see running back donta foreman to help help out in the backfield there yeah. and some really nice draft picks too offensive tackle darnell Wright, mm -hmm. uh, who's their 10th overall pick uh defensive lineman gervin dexter round two number 53 uh cornerback tyreek stevenson another second round pick and a pick i actually like in the fifth round linebacker noah sewell mm -hmm. uh round five 148 so you know they, they've added a lot of pieces to this team to, yeah. to make them better put right. put some talent around justin fields yeah and they showed some flashes yeah I mean, yeah they weren't didn't win many games but right. they showed some some flashes mm -hmm. and then uh, really no no key subtractions mm -hmm. i mean the biggest that i saw was a uh, quarterback trevor simeon mm -hmm. not being resigned but that that's your backup so mm -hmm. I mean, nothing huge there right and a uh, defensive end al Kadeen muhammad mm -hmm. probably the biggest biggest loss on on the, the team this offseason mm -hmm. So I mean, going going through looking at their schedule this year, we we started off nine, ten, twenty three versus the Packers, like you just discussed. Yeah, I think that's a win for I them. Think the Bears could win this that. Packers team yeah. isn't that great. Mm -hmm. You got nine, seven, twenty three at the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers aren't setting the world on fire either. I think that's two wins in a row to start the season off for a team that had three all season <laughs> right, last right. year. Yeah. you know, starting off good. Then right. then they go. They have to play the Chiefs. Yeah. Obviously, oh, yeah. nothing probably great there. That's probably <laughs> right. an L. Right. Uh, then they're home against the Broncos. I, I think the Broncos probably win that one. Right. right. But then they, they play the Commanders. I think they can win that game. Mm -hmm. They play the Vikings, who aren't great, mm -hmm. losing their running back. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that could be another win. Right. Raiders have problems of their own. I mm -hmm. think that could be another win. They play uh, at the Chargers. I think that's a loss. At the Saints, I think that's another loss. Mm -hmm. Then you got the Panthers, who's – you know, setting up a, a rookie quarterback right. out there. So I, I think that's another potential win. Yeah. Uh, you go play at the Lions. I think that's a loss. At at the Vikings, I, I think they're splitting with the Vikings. Mm -hmm. I, I think a loss there uh, versus the Lions at home. I think they can win that. At the Browns, it just depends on what, what the, quarterback shows up this year. Right, right. So I, I think that could go either way. Mm -hmm. uh, versus the Cardinals, I think, is a win. Versus the Falcons, I think, could be a win. Yeah. At the Packers, a loss. So, yeah. I mean – this team went for, you know, three wins last year, could have up to 10 wins this mm -hmm. season, just mm -hmm. looking at the schedule. Right, so, right. you know, uh, this could be a crazy season in that conference. Right. Obviously, you know, the big, the big thing for them is, you know, uh, beefing up that offensive line. Obviously mm -hmm. they spent some draft picks to do that and, uh, you know, keeping Justin Fields, you know, as great as he was on his feet and, right. you know, running around and stuff like that. That's, you know, obviously not he, sustainable. He's still, he's still a passing. Oh yeah. He can, he can sling it. They yeah. just, you know, have to give him enough time back there right. to, you know, find running for his life. Right. Right. And that's what it seemed like a lot of times last year is, you know, as great as he was, you know, on his feet and stuff like that, it just seemed like he was doing that improvising a lot just because his line wasn't blocking very right. well. So I think, uh, and you know, a lot of those losses they had last year were actually fairly close right, games, that's what too. I said. They, I were mean, in. they were in them. Yeah, so. so I think that they, you know, got got some bright spots. Obviously, you know, Justin Fields' development is going to be a key key for them. But, yeah, with this division being so up in the air, right. uh, you know, any anything anything is possible. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'll take the Lions here. Um, you know, the, the, 
the Detroit Lions are proving that Taylor Swift isn't the only one that can sell out Ford Field. <laughs> uh, for the first time since Ford Field opened in 2002, they have sold out every game. Wow. The Lions good, have good, good for the Lions. So you know it's it's a it's a a, a dome that holds 65 to 70 thousand, depending on how many extra seats they want to you know they want to add in. But you know the the fans are the fans are excited about this yeah. season, and um, you know. Personally, I, I give the Lions a pretty good shot of winning this conference mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. You know, they mm-hmm. they uh, of course they right off the bat they open against Kansas City right, right. the first week. Who put, hasn't who put has, up or shut up? They haven't lost an opening game since 2014. <laughs> right. The Lions haven't won their opening game since 2017. So <laughs> yeah, and I think they'll have their hands full this year. Yeah. But or uh, they had to go to Arrowhead too. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's on so, the road, so. but uh, you know they. They added a new secondary, Cameron Sutton, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, and Emmanuel Mosley in the backfield, defensive backfield, you know, trying to beef up that that uh, defense that gave up a lot of points last right. year. And you got Jared Goff coming back, right. um, and, you know, and then this week they signed a quality backup in Teddy Bridgewater. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, but – And have the young Hendon Hooker they drafted. Yeah, yeah. Hendon Once Hooker, he gets healthy. Hendon Hooker in the wings, and they got – they got Marvin Jones coming back at receiver, and you know my guy Aiden Hutchison anchoring that defense then. And also, you know they they took their first round pick, number twelve overall, running back Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, so, I saw some saw some highlights of him in camp. He looks like he's going to be a matchup matchup yeah, nightmare. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, like I said, I think this team. You know, I went down through their through their schedule, and I think this team has a real good shot of going eleven and six, ten and seven, oh, yeah. and and taking that NFC North with. You know, the improvements that they've made and, you know, if, you know, Jared Goff is a, is a quality quarterback, mm-hmm. you know, and he's got some weapons there. So yeah. Are the, are the Rams starting to question there? I mean, they got their Super Bowl, but that right. quarterback right. went to the dust right. and, yeah, exactly. and he's yeah. still succeeding here. Right. 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 Like so, questioning that move today. Yeah. yeah. It's all so, about, you know, longevity, yeah. you know, and all that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Sustainability and right. But uh, yeah, I, I look for the, I look for the Lions to take, take the NFC North this year. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Vegas, Vegas likes them too, because right mm-hmm. now they got them as the, as the favorites to win, win the division too. Um, you know, and uh, so I'll, I'll wrap it up there with, you know, with the Minnesota Vikings, you know, a team that won the division last year, you know, surprised. I think a lot of people, not only, you know, I think that they, you know, thought they were going to win the division or at least compete for winning the division, but I don't think anybody saw them winning 13 games. You know, they went 13 and four, but you know, the caveat to that is, they won a lot of one score games they last did. year. They, they this could be a team that, you know, was 13 and four, or they could have been the Bears being right. three and 14. Uh, but, you know, they found ways to win, you know, close games, you know, grind it out. But I think obviously it, it caught up to them. They made the playoffs, but then they, you know, had a stinker in the first round, mm-hmm. lost to the, you know, to the Giants in the first, in the first round, you know, obviously had bigger aspirations to, you know, continue on in the NFC, but, you know, really just was not the same team. And, you know, mostly because of their their defense. Uh, this is a, this is a team that allowed twenty eight. You know, was twenty eighth in the league uh, in points per game. You know, allowed last year. And, and for me, you know, you think, okay, you know, that's a real problem, real issue for them. But they didn't really do anything in the off season to add, you know, add to the mix. I feel like they lost more on the yeah, defense. Yeah, I mean, you lose Dalvin Cook. Yeah, yeah, I feel like they lost more. To a team, you know, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and, and didn't bring in, you know, new guys. So I, I, I don't know how they think they're going to get different results. Right. Uh, you know, with bringing in, obviously they spent some draft picks on the defensive side of the ball, but I just don't think that 
that's relying a lot on first year players and rookies that, mm. uh, you know, for a team, like I said, that finished towards the bottom of the league in points per game allowed bringing in rookies doesn't usually instantly, you know, look, you know, for success. Right. Uh, you know, I think at the same time, you know, this is an offense, obviously Kirk cousins, you know, at the helm been you know, a veteran quarterback been with Minnesota for a while now, you know, pretty comfortable in the, in the system, obviously Justin Jefferson, who's probably, you know, hands down, one of the best, if not the best receiver in the, in the league, um, you know, but it, it will be interesting. Yeah. I think, you know, losing Dalvin cook, I think is going to be, you know, a, a bigger hit than what people think just because mm-hmm. not only could you hand the ball off to him, but he's a threat was a threat out of the backfield too, when it came to the receiving, yeah. you know, receiving game. So I think it's going to be, going to be interesting to see how these, you know, how these Vikings, you know, navigate it. Um, I still think, you know, based on looking at their schedule, I think this is a team that still can win 10 games, maybe 10 and seven right there with the lions kind of competing. I have Minnesota possibly winning this, winning this division, but I think it's going to be uber competitive between them and the, and the lions. But, you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if these Vikings took a step back and, and, you know, we're below 500 this year, just because they, they, yeah, it feels like to me, they lost more than they really, than they really gained. Um, And, and, a defense that you know was not good at all last year. Mm. They didn't really do much to to address that, in my opinion, or you know didn't didn't go out and get guys you know proven guys to on that on that side of the ball. I just yeah, I think this Vikings team in a in a division that's you know all over the place. You know, I think that they can be competitive in their division, but you know the the teams that win their division or you know make some noise are the teams that do well when they have to play those games outside of their right. division and right. you know i think that there's there's some tough games on the on the slate for the vikings and you know i just don't see them winning many games outside of their outside of their division so but uh you know we'll we'll see it, it, this to me is the probably the division with the most the most question marks coming into I, the season I, I, I don't disagree with that yeah i i don't know you know it could play out you know multiple different ways and none of them would would shock me right. so <laughs> all right well that's our show for tonight you know we thank you for uh tuning in to us tonight on uh, fired up sports colton do the honors and sign us out all right thanks for listening to fired up with your host colton cow chief rob cow matt cordis we uh, hope you enjoyed our episode this week and you know if you want to hear uh, other topics for future episodes or you know you got a burning sports question you want to hear us talk about on the show Feel free to reach out to us on our different social medias. Uh, we do have an Instagram. Um, if you search for at fired up underscore podcast, or you can find us over on Facebook. If you search for fired up comma sports podcast. And as always, you can head over to our website at www.firedup1.podbean.com. We can find all of our past episodes and, you know, just a little bit of information about the show. Um, and as always, you can, you know, find our, find our show on pretty much any podcast platform you can think of Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora. So all the big players in, in the uh, podcast game, you can, you can find our show and, you know, find this episode as well. So appreciate y'all listening. And as always stay, stay fired, fired up. up.